everyone, welcome back to Writeaholic at Work with Clary Imule. Today we're going to be reading the beginning, the first chapter of the beginning, and a poem of my choosing. Uh, the beginning is triggering, it has some bullying, uh, salt and battery in it. Um, so if that is triggering to you, please do not listen. However, the poem is completely fine, so if I'm going to be re- reading that first, so if you guys want to tune into that and then click out when the beginning starts it's completely fine or just click out of it altogether i will give you a pretty fair warning when we go into the beginning um a little backstory about this poem before i begin i wrote this when i was a sophomore it is imitated um i put that next to the title of it um and it's called where i'm from uh this was one of the first poems i wrote when I was younger, um, and I, I'm just kind of proud of it, because a lot of the time, anything that was kind of a poem that I can remember was kind of sad, and this one isn't, so it was one of those first few poems that wasn't completely depressing, (laughs) um, but I really, I really enjoyed writing it, so I hope you guys enjoy listening, and let's get into it. I am from the oceans, from the core of the earth. I am from the roots of the trees. I am from the volcanoes whose hot temperament I remember, as if it was my own. And from the birds in the sky, from the worms in the earth. I am from the leaping deer and the swimming whales, from the sky and sea. I am from the rich earth with a wild freedom and adventure that never ends. I am from the titans and the gods, running through the dead and the living from the open where my people go and the animals avoid. Under an oak is an old box, spilling old memories, secrets long lost, to be in the back of my mind of who I was, to remember who I was from those moments before I decided to run wild and never turn back from where I came. Um, I, just a little um, side note for that since I read it to you, I really did enjoy taking that route with it. I honestly didn't know where it was going to go, but then I decided, hey, why not make it um, like based off of nature and, um, and like going into nature and enjoying it and turning away from society, kind of. So... Kind of how I wrote it, obviously. I really did enjoy writing that, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I am about to read the beginning, so if anything is going to trigger you in this chapter that I'm going to read, please click out. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And with the rest of you, here is chapter one of the beginning. I could feel her on my back, stabbing me over and over again. I sobbed into the carpet getting dirt and blood in my mouth. The hot, sticky blood dripped into my hair and down my back. Please stop, I screamed, and she did, immediately. I blinked in surprise and realized the sirens piercing the air heading towards us. She got up and ran out of the door of my house and left me gasping and writhing in pain. I woke with a start, sweating profusely. I panted, looking around, ready to fight whatever was in my nightmare. Sadly, that nightmare was my reality. 
Four years ago, my parents were murdered by the woman who had put jagged scars across my back, and this was one of the many nightmares I had. I shakily got out of bed. I didn't need to look at the alarm clock to know it was early. I sigh and decide on a run, pulling on my leggings and a sweatshirt. I run downstairs and see my uncle look up from reading the newspaper with a cup of coffee next to him. He looks up at me. Nightmares again. When do they stop? You know, I had... I had read yesterday that caffeine causes nightmares, he says pointedly. Then how would I keep myself awake from all the sleep I'm losing from the nightmares, I ask him. He sighs. It's just a thought. Yes, as you're drinking it. He rolls his eyes. Only thing that helps me keep up with you. That's not much keeping up to do. You're lucky you got me instead of some crazy teen, I chuckle, moving into the kitchen to prepare the coffee for when I get back. He thinks for a moment, eyeing me thoughtfully. Yes, I think I did luck out with you, didn't I? But still drink it. Gotta keep up with the crazy people you deal with, I tease, referring to his job as a cop. All of a sudden, I hear his canine bark out back. Don't say crazy around Arlo. Makes him feisty, he jokes. Ah, damn, that's right, I laugh. Excited for your first day, he asks. First, last day, uncle, and yes, very excited, I smile, even though I'm dreading seeing my bullies. I had a break all summer, and now it's back to reality. Good, I hope you have a good day. You got everything you need? Yep, I smile. When do you leave for work? It's 5.30, he says, looking down at today's paper again. Be safe out there, I smile, going to the front door and slipping my shoes on. Always. With that, I head out the door into the cool morning air. The only sound in the early morning is my feet slapping on the pavement as I run. I push myself harder and harder, trying to move away from the fray that clouds my dreams and thoughts. Before I know it, it's time to head back. As I run back, I push myself to sprinting the whole way home. When I get back to the house, I go inside and run upstairs to shower, scrubbing off my sweat and trying to get my thoughts off my nightmares and what's ahead. When I'm ready, I don't even glance at the mirror when I exit my room and run downstairs, mostly because of the ivory scar that runs down my face. I'm not a vain person, but it's a mark that I'll never be able to get rid of, and it represents the worst day of my life. I stop bothering attempting to cover it up with makeup and eventually toss my makeup, because deciding to take the stairs of new people or freshmen. I drink my, my coffee downstairs after waiting a few minutes for it to brew and glance over to the pantry, debating on eating. But if my bullies decide to kick me in the stomach, I may vomit. I decide against it. Who needs food anyways? I chug the rest of my drink and put the mug in the sink. Then I grab my house key and my tattered messenger bag, which I had every put in everything I need for my first day as I run out the door. As soon as I was a couple blocks from my house, I looked up to the morning sky- sun, shielding my eyes from the light. A faint breeze had picked up, blowing my waist-long black hair a little. I walked quickly till I came to the familiar building, and I began to slow involuntarily. As I enter the school, I feel my headache from all the chatter and chaos building. Most people just ignore me. But when I see a few new kids staring at the right side of my scar, where my scar ran down my face, take a picture, it lasts longer, is what I would have said. But it gets so tiring to keep saying the same thing. So instead, now, I either stare back, but I decide, today I decided to make a joke of it. What is there something on my face? Which is not only a surprise them, but me as well. The poor kids turned red and widened their eyes. One decided to speak. Well, you're, uh, he looked to his buddies for help and I snorted, surprising them all. 
Yeah, it's really not cool to stare. It's actually really annoying. Good luck on your first day. And I walk away. Confused and almost embarrassed about what had happened, I wonder what could have brought that on. I brushed it off and tried to put the thoughts of the murder out of my mind, and that had been at the forefront of my thoughts since this morning. But to no avail. I desperately try to think of all it brought me. It brought me my uncle and my new life, a fresh start, which eventually blew, but it was amazing while it lasted. I sighed as I went through the memories of my old friends and let out a breath of relief. Crisis averted. As I reached my locker, I could hear guys and girls laughing, and I could hear their voices in the mix. Opening my locker as quickly as I could, I, trying to read the paper that had the combo on it from the mail, I threw the folders and notebooks for my other classes neatly labeled and ready to use and closed my locker quickly with a loud clang. I headed toward my chemistry class. When I entered the room, I saw Archie first, even though his back was turned to me. His brown hair was messy as always. His muscles showed as he leaned towards his conversation with his friends. Eli was sitting next to him. His hazel eyes with dark flecks in them flashed like they usually did when something interested him. He pushed his dark hair out of his face when he started to talk. Josiah was behind them both. His brown hair styled back. I could see he wanted to leave because he kept flexing his arm muscles involuntarily and moving his leg up and down, something he did when he was nervous. They did not hear me enter. Or they did not notice me enter because they were so deep in conversation. Thank goodness. I went to the seating chart at the front of the classroom and saw, much to my horror, that I sit in front of Archie, Josiah, and Eli. As I go toward them, Eli sees me walking toward them, and he nods to me and says something. Archie stops talking and looks over at me. When I walk over to them, Archie's cold blue eyes dare me to acknowledge him, which I never have to, at least since he became my bully. I looked away quickly, taking my seat and dropping my bag at my feet. When I first came here as a freshman, he and I were friends, until I blew it. When he wasn't friends with me, his friends weren't either. I expected it, but it didn't hurt any less. He and his friends then started to bully me for the rest of my sophomore year and na- junior, now senior. I looked around as I sat down, and I felt a hand clamp on my shoulder, sending tingles down my back. I quickly turned around to glare at the person, an immediate reaction I had to being touched ever since the murders. I would have terrible panic attacks if sometimes if someone grabbed me. I turned around and see- saw familiar blue eyes that I knew from long ago. I had thought I'd never see them again. His hair was slicked back instead of sticking out in every direction like it had been when we were kids. It was Silas from my hometown, my best friend from the time we were 8 to 13. I felt my face soften for a second before I scowled. What was he doing here? He never contacts me and now he shows up. I forced myself to smile and push my anger and hurt back to its locked room. Hi, I said, smiling. Hey, he said, smiling nervously because of my reaction. I'm sorry I touched you. I just wanted to surprise you. How has high school been? I answered all his questions, and I even asked him a few to be polite. It was then I realized that he wasn't staring at my scar. He was looking at me in the eyes. I hadn't seen him at all after the murder, so I was taken aback when he wasn't staring at it. I noticed Archie's glare, and I looked down. Silas noticed and glared at him before turning to me and smiling, the anger on his face gone. Haven't been treating you too nicely, have they? I guess not. So you moved here? I asked, changing the subject. Yeah, my parents are planning on staying now. I nod, smiling. His parents always moved around because his dad had a business to help the military with something. I forgot what. And his mother is a detective who just happens to come from Irvine. So she 
visited her old friends, my uncle and other people, sometimes taking Silas with her, and they rarely took him on a business or on business or detective work. He stayed with his grandma, and when he wasn't staying with me, or when he wasn't staying with me, Silas almost hated them for it. He wouldn't have slept over as much as he did, or our sleepovers were always the best. I remember one time I tried to have a sleepover with a girl named Katie. Mostly, my mom's doing. She wanted me to have girlfriends, and all she wanted to do was talk about boys. She didn't last ten minutes. Well, that's good. I hope you enjoy it here for your last year, I say with a tight smile. Silas notices Archie giving me a menacing look, and his eyes mocked me, saying, He'll soon realize how much of a freak you really are. I knew he was right. I would eventually show Silas what I was capable of. Silas nodded at me and sat in the back of the classroom. After a while of Archie giving me hostile looks, I stretched my energy to touch his and immediately withdrew from his mind, wincing from the emotions I felt and pushing away the hurt feeling of anger and hatred I felt. I need to stop doing that. I had the ability to feel people's energies after the murder as well as see their as well as see their auras and somewhat tell what they were thinking, which made it harder to be in crowded places. I rarely did it now, though. I found out I could as soon as the nurse Silver at, Silverton, at the Silverton Hospital was taking care of me. Felt annoyance towards me as well as another plethora of emotions that overwhelmed me at the time. I started crying even harder. She looked at me weirdly and said, What's wrong? After asking over and over, I told her what I felt. She gave me this look and didn't say anything for a while. Then said, meditate more. It'll help you control what you can feel from other energies. In the months that I had, while I was in the hospital, she taught me how to control it and how to use it. When she had the time, the small room I stayed in smelled of cleaner and had the weird hospital smell with white walls and blue curtains had been bleak. But in a way, it had shaped me into who I was. I had learned in that small room how to control my newfound ability. The nurse never told me how she knew about the things she taught me, and when I asked, she refused to tell me. I let the subject drop after a few tries. My ability was found out by Archie when I blew it. All the reasons to not be my friend added up against me, in his mind anyways. I turned away hurriedly, looking down at my arms, not wanting to make a sarcastic remark to try and make him stop glaring at me, which was rare. Rich was rare with me. I listened to the teacher drone on as usual and said we would have a pop quiz next Monday. I tried to tune in, but I could feel Archie stare on my back, and then he started throwing shit at me. I turned around to look at his cold, mean blue eyes and gave him an annoyed look. He looked at me surprised and a bit caught off guard, and I didn't, I wouldn't know why. This was an everyday occurrence for us. A flash of gold came from the back window, and when I looked, I saw my eyes were blazing gold. I blinked a few times and looked again, sighing with relief when it w- that it went away. Maybe it was just a trick of the light. I turned back around, sighing, looking at the clock. I wondered when we were going, when they were going to beat me up today. Josiah wrestled, but he kind of sucked at it. He had the build, but didn't know how to use it fully. Eli was more of the brains of the group besides Sebastian. He did play soccer, though, but soccer guys are kind of wusses. He also was super monotone, and he always gave me a weird feeling, even when we were friends. But he had never, he was never mean to me before, so I always wrote it off guess I should have trusted my gut. I don't know why they try. I can easily beat those two. Archie is more of a challenge. Well, most of the time anyway. I exercise a lot, mostly for the purpose of defending myself and getting my mind off certain things. Hopefully today is my lucky day. Sebastian didn't do much fighting because he was the brains and Thaddeus, well, 
if they had Thaddeus with them, I was fucked. Because unlike Josiah, he knew how to use his power and build extremely well. I looked back to the teacher and saw her looking at me expectantly, her blue eyes with much persistence hoping I would say the right answer. The answer is 76. She nodded, smiling at me in a pleasure, and as she did so, her short blonde hair fell from her um, bun she had pinned up. After she was done with teaching the activity, we worked on our own for a bit. I heard groans of having to do this on the first day, but I didn't mind. It was nice to finally be here and to work. Archie kept throwing paper at me, and I finally turned around and accidentally knocked his book knocked his binder off his desk. Silas looked up at the sound from the back and our eyes met. He narrowed his eyes and watched Archie for a little while. Archie was picking up his binder and purposely help, uh, hit me in the elbow with it. Silas saw him then continue throwing another paper ball at me. His eyes narrowed and turned into anger. Or his narrowed eyes turned into anger. Archie didn't no- notice this, but stopped throwing them at me because the teacher came over to talk to him about the work he needed to be doing. When the bell rang, I got out before anyone else, with Archie right behind me. Either he was skipping class or he had a free period, too. I reached my, I headed to my locker and grabbed my piano music, ran down the stairs, heading for the music room. I prepared myself for what they would do to me. I could feel Archie's presence right behind me as I walked quickly towards the music room. The bell rang, and everyone rushed to their classes except him, his buddies, Josiah, Eli, and me. Archie was so close I could feel his sickening breath against my neck. I whirled around. He gave me the most menacing smile and started to circle me. His friends started to do the same as well. He was blocking the way to the music room, so I kicked him where it hurts, jumping over him and ran for it, sprinting, hearing my sneakers slap against the ground, echoing through the halls. I pushed myself harder and harder. Even though my muscles sore from this morning screamed in protest, Silas appears from around the corner and says, Go, I'll try to fend them off. I keep, I kept running, sparing one glance behind me and saw Archie with one swift punch has Silas on the ground. Archie and Eli turned to run after me while Josiah stayed behind beating him to a bloody pulp. They were gaining on me. Archie recovered really quickly from that kick. I guess he was used to it by now with how much I had done that to him in the past, because he's not having any kids in his future. I ran in the music room, shutting the door, panting, barely catching my breath. I tried to keep the door closed when they reached the music room, but against two guys, I never stood a chance. I tried to get the advantage, but there were two of them against me. Before I knew it, Eli held my arm so Archie could punch me in the stomach. I took blow after blow. I gave ragged gasp after each one. I let them hit me until Archie grew sloppy with his... His hits. I ran my foot into Eli's shin and twisted his arm hard. Having gotten free, Archie went to take a punch. I grabbed his hand and twisted it. He gave a small cry of pain. Eli was up again and ready, but Archie shook his head. You go ahead. I want to finish on my own. Eli smirked at me and kicked my knee in, making me fall over. Then he kicked me in the stomach for good measure. Kicks are getting a little soft, Eli. Maybe you shouldn't stick to soccer, I growled. He makes a move for me, but Archie says, leave. She's just trying to get a rise out of you. When they left, Archie stared at me for what seemed like forever. What do you want? I snapped, not even trying to get up. He would just knock me down again. Don't you realize that you'll never win? Win what? The bullying? I spat. I don't care if I win, as long as I try. And you'll never understand, will you? You ever tried to understand me? Tried to keep living? You just wanted it to end. And why is that? No one else knows but me. I nod toward the door. What did you tell them? He shakes his head, refusing to say anything. Aren't you even grateful I saved you? 
Why would I be? You should have let me. He stops himself, and after a moment of silence, he turns towards the door. Why did you want to do it? I ask as I sit up looking at him expectantly. I've always wondered. I mean, we were happy, or so I thought. He turns back to me and looks at me. Then he leaves the room. The question, still hanging in the air. This was I was used to, but still, the pain came each time. As the door closed, I looked around the room. Luckily, the teacher was out this period, and he wouldn't be back till the third period. I sat there for a second, even with my stomach cramping. I stood. Every muscle screamed in agony. I ignored it, like I always do, and walked over to the piano and set my music from last year on the ledge. My fingers touched the keys, and I drifted off. The sound was a beautiful harmony full of equality and happiness, all of which I didn't have. Not anymore. As the piece ended, the last note hung in the air, the finality of it. I took a break for a while and looked around the musty room. Silas stood in the front of the door looking at me. His jaw was bruised a little and he had had a dried bloody nose. I didn't realize he had come in while I was playing. I forgot to go check on him as well. Am I that lost in my own head? You're still good, he stated. Thanks, I pause. Are you okay? I say motioning to the blood, bruise and blood. He shrugs. I've gotten worse. I just nod and words tumble out of my mouth before I can stop them. Why are you here, really? I called you every day after you left for a month. You never answered, never texted. Don't think that just because you saved me from one more guy beating me up changes any of that. I figured it wouldn't, he sighed. I gotta go, I said after a long stretch of silence. I walked past him, leaving him in the musty room. He didn't follow and didn't say anything. I walked out the door and turned the corner to see Archie standing outside in the hallway. He looked at me sadly, but as he realized who I was, his eyes turned back to the cold, icy way his eyes always looked. Who was he expecting? Silas? What happened? I asked before I could stop myself. He looks at me and shakes his head. Why would I tell you? He sneered. Never mind, I mutter. He shrugged. It's none of your damn business anyways. Now go and leave me the fuck alone. I glare at him say, whatever. He gives me a look as I walk away and I ignore it and head to the library. When I entered, the books greeted me openly, their smiling faces ready to be picked up and open. Picked up and read. Oof. As I looked around the room to pick a book out, I chose one I hadn't read yet, called Counting by Seven. I walked up to the checkout area. The librarian looked at me kindly, her ebony hair falling in her face. She was young for a librarian, but she was good at recommending books for me. Her chocolate brown eyes were smiling on me. Hello, Mrs. Wells, I say sweetly. Hello, she said back to me, smiling. As she checked out the book for me, she looked at me closely. You have a bruise on your cheek. I touched my face, feeling the bruise. It was tender. I fell up the stairs, I lied. She nodded, but not in a believing way. It wasn't like I hadn't told the school before. It was just that they never believed me. She handed me back the book I gave her, a small, and I gave her a small smile before heading out of the library. I was exhausted. I had had a horrible day so far, which was no surprise. It was usually worse after a while of not seeing them. I pushed my thoughts away as I checked my next class on the schedule. History. As I walked towards my locker to drop off my things, I saw Sebastian, Thaddeus, and Josiah, friends of Archie's, staring at me with a smirk, and they were right next to my locker. I could see a bruise on Josiah's cheek, probably from Silas. I smirk at it. I don't think... They even know why at this point they continue to beat me up. They just do it for fun, I guess. Maybe they never really liked me. I'm sorry, no assholes near my locker. Their smirks fade into 
disapproving frown. You know, Hope, we are getting tired of your little remarks. Eli told us what you said to him, Josiah says. I opened my jumbled locker and put my music in and grabbed my spiral for history. Please ring, Belle, please ring, I pleaded in my mind. I glanced at the mess in my locker. I need to reorganize that. They took a step towards me, and Thaddeus continued for him. Don't think we're, we're completely through with you. The bell finally rang when they had taken another step. They melted into the stream of people coming out of their classes. My headache now increased that everyone was out of class, and I shifted uncomfortably. Their emotion, emotions jumbled in my head. I winced at each one and tried to shut them out as I went to class, but sadly, I just made it worse. I'm not as focused as I was. I headed to my class. Sadly, I sit right next to Archie again. I see him looking down, not even meeting my eye. I narrowed my eyes. He never ignored me. The only reason for his existence is making my life a living hell. Now, I sit next to him, just as the bell rings. Too busy in your own head to make my life a living hell. I snap at him as I sit down. He growls. Never. Really? Then what's got you all bent out of shape? Heather, the nice girl who's right behind me, says, You didn't hear? Her question is directed at me. Don't you dare, Archie begins, but she's already telling me. His dad died in a car crash on the way down to Arizona. I feel a pang, and Archie grumbles about how no one can ever keep a secret in this town. Heather puts a hand on his shoulder and says, she was bound to find out. He shrugs her off, and she goes back to talking to the person next to her. I know how it feels to lose a parent, Archie, I murmur, feeling empathy for him. I remember how it hurt talking about it, hearing people talk about their own parents, good or bad, hurt worse. And knowing the people I used to count on for everything were gone, it still hurt like it did three years ago. Does it matter? He snaps. Any empathy I had for him vanished. It does, actually, I growl at the bell, as the bell rings. Well, it doesn't matter to me, or quite frankly, anyone here. It felt like all the air had been taken out of the room, and I fought tears. My parents were murdered. My voice is dangerously quiet. That is fucking nothing. You didn't see your dad bleeding to death or his lifeless eyes. You didn't have to fight off a killer. You're lucky to know what even caused his death or who. Crimea River. I can't believe I was ever friends with such a heartless piece of hope. My heart dropped. I looked up expecting a disapproving frown, but instead saw the teacher looking at me expectantly, waiting for an answer. I tried to remove the scowl from my face, but it wasn't working. Sighing, I answered, wincing as I read her mind for the question. The Vikings were the first to find America, not Christopher Columbus, I sighed. It was the second time today. The teacher smiled at me appreciatively. And Archie looks at me and whispers, how do you do that? I look at him and smirked and turned to the teacher and left him hanging. He glared at me. What, don't you like the taste of your own medicine, Archie? He looked away, pretending I didn't notice his mean expression. I looked straight-faced into the teacher's direction as I whispered to him. It's such a nice day today, Archie, don't you think? I say before I can stop myself. He gave me a look of such fury and loathing. I was sure he would punch me right there and then. But he's smarter than that and instead clenched his fist so much so that his knuckles turned white. I noticed Silas mouthing and doing funny faces, mocking the teacher across the room. Archie noticed they were to make me laugh when Silas looked over at me and winked. I started to go before I could help it, mostly at Archie's dumbfounded look. Who is he? he asks. I've been wondering since he came up to you. He looks familiar. I don't say anything and fall silent. Maybe I should go ask him then, he smirks at me. Just leave him alone, I snap. Watch your tone, he growls. For once, just let me be. No, I don't think I will. Fuck you, I growl. My eyes felt like they were burning, and I blinked. 
Watch yourself. Why don't you watch yourself, Archie? He smirks at me. I guess we're going to have a you're going to have a buddy after school. Leave him out of this. Too late. Maybe I'll learn his name. Well, we're both screwed, I thought to shrug it off, but I felt guilty. Silas came over to get a pencil because he broke it. When he passed, he gave me a note without Archie noticing. I opened up the crinkly paper. Don't worry, I can get us out of it. How did he hear? I looked at him as he sat down and crumpled the note. He gives me a hurt look and mouths, let me help. I look over to Archie, who's busy on his phone, and mouths back. No, leave me be. It seemed like forever until the bell rang, with Archie right next to me, smirking at at me every once in a while and Silas trying to catch my attention to reply to my very blunt answer. I got up to leave, doing a quick walk as I rounded the corner to my locker, going to math. And that concludes chapter one of the beginning. Um, Sorry, I do have a stuttering problem when I'm reading for a while, for some reason. But I do hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Give me one second. (sighs) Anyways, I really hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, next episode, we're probably going to be doing some character questions just to get to know the characters now since um, you kind of know what they're like. And I hope you guys have a good rest of the week, of your week and weekend as well. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast and have a good rest of your day.